This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. everybody and welcome to episode 10 of Spin Control. This of course is your host Shiloh back with you once again. We have successfully done it. We made it to double digits and I am so happy to those of you who have stuck with me this entire time and welcome to those of you who are just joining us to check us out. Let's kick this podcast episode off with some updates of course. We'll start out with rugby. The St. Louis Royals earned second place in the Division Three National Championships, and we are so very proud of them. Like I said last week, in their 40-year history, they have never, ever made it to the National Championships, and we are very, very proud of our boys for making it that far and taking second place. So hopefully next year they'll go all the way. It's a really young team. A lot of the folks that are on the team have only played for just this year, so they're still learning the ropes. Next year, they should be able to take the entire division, and that should be pretty awesome. We look forward to that. In other events, Worldwide Knit and Public Day, the St. Louis area really doesn't have anything planned. Nobody registered an event. The people that I'm familiar with in the St. Louis area that are in the know have pretty much told me that there's nothing planned this year. So it looks like my Worldwide Knit and Public Day is going to be spent just dragging my knitting around every place I go with my kids and being like a one-woman event. I'll have to report back on how that goes. Also, of course, coming up, we have the Tour de Fleece. And like I said last week, the only thing I've managed to do is decide that I am going to conquer the spindle. I have no idea what I'm going to spin on it. I'll probably choose something simple that I've spun with before on the wheel, like some BFL or some Superwash Merino, because that's what I've pretty much, I think, spun the most of. So we'll have to see how that goes. I also wanted to let you know that if you don't already listen and you're going to participate in Tour de Fleece, you should check out the Knitmore Girls. They're doing a six-episode series on Tour de Fleece training. It's pretty funny and cute, and they're basically walking through all the steps of what they're doing to prepare for Tour de Fleece. That's pretty cool. I enjoyed it. They did a very, very similar series when it came to getting ready for the Revolympics, and it was a lot of fun and I guess it kind of helped me keep my stuff in order so that I didn't totally end up like the day that the event started hustling to try to figure out what I was going to do. So that was pretty cool. And I'll link to their podcast in the show notes. Also, we have an update for the repurpose along. So far in the one week that it's been, we have a whopping two entries. Thank you so much for Ravelers Bobalicious and Gigi Darling from the Knitmore Girls for adding your submissions to the Ravelry board. And it looks like we've got a theme going already. Both of them submitted stuff that they're doing with repurposing t-shirts. And that's also what I've got planned, or one of the things that I have planned for this month is to repurpose some old t-shirts. It's pretty awesome. Ballicious posted a tutorial for turning old t-shirts into comfy little capris. It's pretty cool. You should check that out. I will link to the tutorial in the show notes. Well, I guess it's time to kick this podcast off and get things started. This week in Spin a Tale, I don't have a proper tale to spin. However, I did want to take this opportunity to share a little new experience that I had this week. 
with my youngest daughter, who I like to call Itty Bitty. She's a little spitfire, but a petite little spitfire. So that's how she earned that little nickname. This coming up week, my youngest child turns nine. And I don't know when it happened, but in our family, it seems like the birthday has turned into the birth week. And for like an entire seven-day period leading up to the child's actual birthday, we seem to celebrate them in every opportunity that we have. And I don't know when that happened, but it seems like the past year or two that that really has been sticking. Not that I mind. We dote on our children a little bit, but that's fine because we love them and they know that they're loved. And with two of them, I try as often as I can to give them their own little special time with me or my husband so that they you know, get some quality time with mom and dad and don't have to share it with sister. So this week, when older sister had a softball game, Itty Bitty and I went off to knit night together. With the summer here, my schedule is totally thrown off. My husband doesn't have rugby anymore on Thursday nights, but now he's stolen my Wednesday nights, which totally stinks because that's my knit night. He has class on my knit night. And usually, knit night is my time away from family and housework and all of those things where I can just go and hang out with my girls and have a good time. But this week, instead of skipping knit night, I decided to drag Itty Bitty along with me. And I say drag because her daddy told her that if she goes to knit night, she has to behave. And she didn't want to go. She wanted me to drop her off at her grandmother's house instead of going out to knit night with me. Now, I'm not sure what behave meant in her mind, but they're pretty well trained. They keep their noses clean in public. Like, I've never had to leave a place because they were misbehaving or acting poorly. But I let her know that we're just going to hang out in a restaurant and she'd get to pick whatever she wanted to eat for dinner. And we were just going to sit there. And if she got completely bored, we'd leave. My girls really haven't stuck with the crafting like I have. But Itty Bitty decided that she is a crocheter. Even though Mommy has all of the things that she would possibly need to crochet in the house, her little friend who lives down the block taught her how to make a crochet chain, and that's what she's taken on. She decided that this summer she is going to make the longest crochet chain in history and just keep working on that one chain until the summer's over. So she dragged the crochet chain along with her, even though she didn't want to, and because my friends at Knit Night were poking and prodding her, she crocheted a whopping two chain stitches at all of Knit Night. She wasn't completely bored, and she didn't make me leave early, One of the other ladies had brought their little baby along with her. She's not that little anymore. We've seen Bit grow up over the past 14 months or so, and she's developing quite a little personality. And my itty-bitty actually entertained the baby for a while so that her mom would have the opportunity to hang out a little bit more at night and enjoy it instead of completely entertaining the baby the whole time. So my itty-bitty had a blast, and she's asked if she can go to knit night again with me, like, every time this summer. Of course, my answer is no, because I might need time away. (laughs) But there will be occasion to bring her back. So in honor of itty-bitty's birth week, happy birthday to you. And I guess we'll keep on celebrating, because we have a few days left of this week. Now it's on to spinning my wheels. In sewing this past week, I have been working on some new market bags. Last week, I told you about the little mini market bag that I made kind of as a prototype for a pattern, and I totally adored it, and I kind of went a little crazy, and I cut fabric for about six more bags, and I've kind of been slogging through those since last Saturday, 
as I find time here and there. That's kind of how I do it with my sewing projects, though. I decide what I want to make. I cut a bunch of fabric. I never really work on one thing at a time. That's pretty rare that I do. Well, one item at a time. What I normally do is I'll cut all the fabric on Saturday or Sunday morning. And then as the week progresses, I pretty much steal like 15 to 30 minutes here and there whenever I can to sit down and step-by-step step work on whatever that project is. Like right now on the market bags, I've sewn the handles and I'm pressing those out before I can move on to the next step. And that's kind of how I do it with my sewing projects. For me, they're not as portable, you know, with the sewing machine and all that as most of the other things that I do, like knitting and crochet. I mean, spinning, even my wheel is so much easier to move than my sewing machine would be. I have that tiny little Victoria, and I just grab the handle and go. It's only like six pounds or something. It's itty-bitty. I love that spinning wheel, and that's one of my favorite parts of it. So that's all I've got going on in sewing. Okay, now on to spinning. I completed the Superwash Merino that I was working on from Dying for Color. I absolutely love it. And I must say that I've never, ever been happier with a final product than I am with this Superwash Merino that I just finished. I'll talk about that a little bit more later because I actually want to do a formal review on the Dying for Color this episode. I will tell you, though, that I plied it up on Sunday and I set the twist on Tuesday. And I was a little disappointed that on Wednesday it wasn't dry enough to take it to knit night and show off but I suppose that I will survive. I don't have anything else planned really on my spinning. I did say though that I wanted to dive into my fat fiber box between now and the time that the Tour de Fleece starts. I think we're still right around a month away from when Tour de Fleece starts and I feel like I have neglected the poor fat fiber box, left it sitting over there on the shelf waiting for me to get started on it. So I'm going to start on it now. And what I want to do right this second is I want to reach into the box and grab something randomly, and that's what I will start to spin. So let's do it. I'm not sure how you feel about it, but when I'm listening to a podcast, I don't like a whole lot of extra noise in the background. So if you're one of those people, I'm really, really sorry, but um, reaching into the box and unwrapping this fiber so I can tell you what I've picked is a little noisy. I'm sorry. Okay, so I reached in and grabbed a mini bat of fiber from Atomic Blue. Really cute. They're at atomicblue.etsy.com. It appears to be an Etsy fiber shop. And this is called Yeti Wears a Party Hat. And what do I have here? Wow. Contents. Merino, Faux Angora, Banana Fiber, Angelino, Mohair, BLX. I'm assuming that BLX is some kind of border luster, but I have absolutely no idea because, you know, I'm really new to this stuff and I have absolutely no idea what BLX is. Cashmere, Nylon, Sorry Silk, and Firestar all blended into this mini little bat. Wow. It's very sparkly and shiny and adorable. And what do we have here for colors? We have some very, very sparkly pinks and purples blended in with a mix of white, orange, and purpley fiber of, like, each different kind of fiber seems to be a different color. It's really, really cute. And I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Wow. I really, really picked an interesting mix as my very first thing to try out of that fiber box. This should be interesting. And I'll have to tell you how this goes. I think if you remember, one of the reasons that I bought the Fat Fiber Box is because I knew that there would be small samples of stuff that I have never tried before. And definitely I've never knit, never knit, huh. I've never spun anything that has this mix of fiber in it. 
I've done a little merino and a little mohair, but pretty much everything else in here is going to be new for me. Banana fiber, totally something I would have never just purchased to try on its own. And I'll have to read up on those fibers and see if like banana fiber is even something you could spin independently or if it would have to be blended with other stuff. So my first fat fiber box project again is going to be that crazy little mini bat blend from Atomic Blue in a colorway called Yeti Wears a Party Hat. Whew, interesting. That should be fun. <laughs> a little scary. I'm a little intimidated. That's all right. I'm sure I will get over it. So that's all I've got for spinning. But in knitting, there hasn't been a whole lot of progress this week. Um, I'm so close to being done with the slip jig socks, but it seems like my progress has slowed, even if it hasn't. I don't know if it happens to you, but it's like the closer I get to actually the end of a project, it's like time slows down, like I'm in some sort of time warp or something where everything starts to come to a screeching halt. Even though it feels like I'm spending just as much time on the project, like the end is not near. I don't know why it's like that. Um, I did not manage to finish them before my May club sock ship arrived. So the May Club sock shipment arrived and the color this time was a spirit colorway. I'm not sure if you're familiar with socks that rock or blue moon fiber arts, but it's like basically a cream colored base with just hints of other colors mixed in. So it's really pretty. Once I pick one of the patterns and actually start working on that, I'll talk a little bit more about it. But it arrived and is putting pressure on my slip jig sock progress. So we'll have to see about that. And cobblestone, of course, is not moving forward at all. Yay. I'm failing as a knitter this past week. No, I'm not failing. I'm just slow. I'm distracted by other things. That's what I've got going on in my knitting, spinning, and other crafts. This week, I am all spun up about torchwood and the return of torchwood. I'm not sure if you're familiar with torchwood. But Torchwood is a science fiction series on BBC whose story is basically built around the adventures of an immortal man who is fighting aliens and all sorts of good stuff that show up in Cardiff, England. It's fantastic. I believe, I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg. It's either a spinoff from Doctor Who or... It is a series that started and then they tied it into Doctor Who using Doctor Who as the explanation for why the lead character, Jack Harkness, Captain Jack Harkness, is immortal. So that's pretty cool. In 2009, they did this final special series called The Children of Earth, and the way that they ended that little mini-series left us hanging whether or not the series would have another season. It felt like an end, like a final end. And as it turns out, they did that on purpose because the, the production company that owned it at the time was not interested in keeping the series going. But Stars Premiere Programming bought it and they are going to continue producing it. So, of course, that makes Torchwood fans a little nervous because there's going to be new production. However, they've kept some of the original characters and stars, so we kind of have that built-in comfort level, I think. Jack Barrowman will continue to play Captain Jack Harkness, and Eve Miles will continue to play Gwenny Cooper. And those were two of my favorite characters, so that's pretty cool. Gwen's a little annoying, however... She's pretty endearing and down-to-earth and has a fantastic relationship with her now-husband, Reese. Those two characters will continue on, and it kind of makes the series a lot of fun to watch. So I'm really excited about that. I'm not sure if you've figured this out yet or not, 
but um, I was kind of raised on television, and that has continued into adulthood because I've got two younger children and hobbies that I can do in my living room, so I watch a lot of TV. I'm one of those people that believe that children should be in bed nice and early, and when they're in bed nice and early, I have a lot of time on my hands because I'm kind of a night owl, so I have a good three hours every night where I can do stuff, and by the end of the night, most of the time all I want to do is sit on the couch. So I can knit or spin and craft and watch a lot of TV. So you might hear a little bit more about my TV addiction in the future. So if you haven't seen Torchwood, check it out. It's a lot of fun. If you totally are not a sci-fi fan or fantasy fan, then I don't know what to tell you. I absolutely love it. And I know that I'm not the only one who's spun up about the return of this series. It's not going to air until summer of 2011. So I guess I'll be on pins and needles until that happens. As promised this week, I'm going to put a proper spin on my Superwash Merino from Dying for Color. I just finished that this week, and I am thoroughly, thoroughly pleased with this product. From the moment that it arrived, which was actually like two months ago, I was very, very happy with the presentation of the product. It's pin drafted, and it's lovely. It's super silky and soft right out of the package, and it's wonderful. I thoroughly, ugh, I'm going to say I thoroughly enjoyed it probably 60 times, but it's true. I did thoroughly enjoy it. It spun up really easy. It practically spun itself. I was able to almost get exactly the results that I wanted, but my inexperience kind of put a little, a couple of little schlubs in it that aren't disappointing. I'm very, very, very happy with this little skein that I have. Out of four ounces, I spun... 374 yards of two-ply, and it's between 13 and 16 wraps per inch. I'm very, very pleased with it. It's still super silky and soft. I love it. Most of it's total pros. I do have a couple of little cons, because I'm going to be honest, I mean, if I'm going to put my spin on something, you know me, I'm going to shoot from the hip and definitely let you know what I think. One, buyer, buyer beware. It's not that bad. Sorry about that. I mean, I didn't realize it when I ordered it, but it came from Canada. So it took like two and a half to three weeks to actually arrive at my doorstep. No big deal. Totally not her fault. I should have read that. I think the only real thing that I have as a true con for this product is that she super, super packs them into these little tiny bags. So when you pull it out of the little bags, sometimes you have to detangle the pen draft and it can leave you with a little tiny mess. Not horrible. I mean, for the most part, it was gorgeous. It came out of the bag perfectly, but there were a few areas where I was like, ugh, that section is not going to spin up as well as everything else has because it was really packed tight into the bag. But I will order from Dying for Color again. When I bought the browns, I also bought greens and silvers at the same time, and I can't wait to spin those up because I really, truly have never been more satisfied with a spinning product than I have this one. And that's me putting my spin on Dying for Colors Superwash Merino. If you're interested in checking out her products, she can be found at Dying for Color, color spelled C-O-L-O-U-R, you know, the Canadian spelling, dot Etsy.com. Well, it looks like we have come again to that part of the podcast where it's time to spin off. First things first, I'm going to give myself a little pat on the back again for making it to double digits and all the way through episode 10. Awesome. Thanks to you so much to all of you who have returned as listeners and to those of you just starting out and giving us a try. 
I want to send a special thanks to everyone who has taken the time to leave a podcast review over on iTunes for me. I've got 14 star ratings and eight proper reviews, and I think that's fantastic. That, I think, gives other potential listeners a better idea of what they can expect from the podcast. Unfortunately, I pick the name Spin Control for my podcast, and I think a lot of other knitters and crafters totally steer clear of it because it's got spin in the name, oversight on my part. But when you leave messages on iTunes, it gives other people a better idea of what they can expect. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. I know that myself and other podcasters really appreciate it. Thanks again to all of you for listening, and this week's song that is going to carry us out is called Goodbye to Spring by Josh Woodward. As always, you can contact me at the show notes page at spincontrolpodcast.com, email me at ajoyfulgirlknits at gmail.com, catch me on Ravelry as a Joyful Girl, or follow me on Twitter as a Joyful Girl Maid. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Lay, put your weary soul to rest. Yeah, I will try to do my best To keep you safe inside this nest And keep the gravity from pulling you to earth I'd like to say this gets more clear When it's more cloudy every day But summer's gonna come and burn the stormy clouds And all the doubt away Sleep, little girl Cause when you wake it's gonna be Close your eyes and say goodbye to spring.
everything will change. The story slamming shut. It's gonna catch you if you're ready or you're not. So close your eyes and say goodbye to spring.